Welcome back to the Loudest Minds, everybody. Um, so today is just a rough day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me and Lily are both sitting here like, what are we gonna talk about today? I have, I have like have nothing uh, at all. I had, well, I have. So because I, I was doing that, or because I thought that I had nothing, I was on Facebook and. I saw an article about on Vice. Um, Is it that place that makes the skateboard show? Yeah, Viceland. They make that show abandoned where mm-hmm. the skateboarder goes around. Yeah. If anybody, if you've ever, or if you haven't watched um, Viceland, the channel, it's been recommended to me by a few people now. And they have like different series that they have, obviously. I said they have, they have different series that they have. <laughs> they have different series of shows, and uh, one of them is called Abandoned, where this professional skateboarder, I think he still skates, I don't know, he goes around to abandoned uh, cities around the country, or specifically abandoned like places in cities, and he gives you like a he he like goes through them and talks about them, goes through the town and like talks to people who had visited these places before they were abandoned, and it's really cool. Uh, So I was reading this article on Vice, and it was called Taking the Smart Drug, Modafinil, Made made Me Love Work But Hate People. So before I had read this article, I have heard... I heard about these, like, smart drugs before, like, kind of like uh, that movie Limitless... Mm-hmm. Where the where he where Bradley Cooper would take a little you falling asleep? No, listening. Oh, where Bradley Cooper would take that pill and um, essentially his cognitive like functioning was off the charts. Mm-hmm. But there are these drugs. They're called nootropics, I believe. It's N O O T R O P I C S. Um, they were. They were originally synthesized in France in the 70s, and I guess one of the bigger ones is called Modafinil, and it was approved by the FDA as a treatment for narcolepsy and other sleep disorders in 98. Um, But as with most prescription drugs, healthy people who don't need them start taking them, and it was used to like stay awake for a long period of time and increase the the user's cognitive performance. So it's kind of like Adderall or Ritalin. Um, but nobody knows the long-term side effects of these. And I, I believe they, they work a little differently than Ritalin or, um, or Adderall. So this guy decided to try these, these, uh, these pills and see what they did for him. And, He's like, you know, I'm going to take it because, you know, pilots take it, ER doctors and Silicon Valley, uh, Silicon Valley millionaires take it. So, like, why not? They're successful. This must be a, uh, it must be a good reason to try it. Um, apparently, it's really good for concentration. So, he said he took it at, like, 9 in the morning and around 1130, he noticed that he didn't even want to take, like, a cigarette break. And it wasn't he it wasn't that he like he just felt like he didn't even need to like go smoke and then around noon um he said something about like he was just like really engrossed in his work and was taking on extra work 
from his uh, editor. And then by the end of the day, he was like, he, you know, if he took these things every day, he could just like get all his work done. And like, basically he's like, he's like, basically it's bad for everyone else because then they're going to have to work harder. And I'm just, you know, taking this pill. And he's like, so maybe I guess I have to tell my boss or somebody if I'm taking these, because like, I'm just going to be, you know, working better than I usually do. Um, some people say that no, or not some people that was going to say they don't, nobody knows really how this drug works, what it does uh, to you to make you feel this way. Some people say that it stimulates or some scientists say that it stimulates the brain. So it releases uh, a histamine. Uh, and most of you know, histamines as in antihistamines, which usually make you sleepy. So a histamine wakes you up. It's um, found like any histamines are found in any, any allergy medicine. So, um, this is basically the opposite of an allergy medicine, according to these people. Uh, other studies suggest that this this modafinil uh, affects the brain similarly to anti or amphetamines and cocaine. So they they claim that it increases people's levels of dopamine. And well, do you know what happens when you're dopamine, or do you know what happens if you increase your levels of dopamine? I don't. Well. Um, it will, it can lead to abuse and addiction because you can get addicted to amphetamines and cocaine. Mm. So there is no long-term research for this stuff yet. So no one knows if you can get addicted to it yet. No one really knows if it is something that boosts your dopamine levels. What did he mean when he said he, it made him work better but hate people? I don't, he, I don't think it ever got to the, like I read through it and I read through it a couple times. I never saw the part about him hating people. So maybe that was just like to catch people, like a uh, a hook in the the article. He's bad at titles. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking over it again. It doesn't seem to say anything about him hating people. <laughs> Funny enough, he said that his productivity began to to like collapse after he had a cup of coffee. Oh, that's interesting. Because his heart got like started racing and. Um, instead of like being cognitively aware, it was more like he was worried about stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is, he says that he got extremely angry at coworkers, um, when they like sent him stuff or showed him a meme. And I get angry when anybody shows me a meme because most memes are dumb. <laughs> mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about that, Lil? How do you feel about this nootropics? Is this, I'm not, I'm not like... Big into drugs. I don't do drugs, uh, mainly because they're bad for you. But I don't feel comfortable taking something that they don't know the long term. Right. I think of. that's a that's a really good point. I mean, I think it's interesting. It, it, I'm curious. You know, that's what it is. I'm curious about this kind of thing because if it does, you know, if they find out that there's no like bad side effects, if it really does just somehow make you more cognitively aware and you're able to, you know, work harder and be more focused, then this kind of, it's not, you know, the word drug has a negative connotation to it. This is right. a drug that would have, you know, good effects on work or whatever right. it may like be. Instead of having three cups of coffee, you take one. Right, one of these modafinils or something or a similar one. I always wonder, do people get prescribed Adderall? Like, I, I yeah. always knew people took it. I just didn't ever know. Yeah, you have to have a prescription for that. 
or like Ritalin. I don't even know if they prescribe Ritalin anymore because I think that there's too much wrong with it. Yeah, I just don't understand like why people get it prescribed for ADHD. Oh, that makes sense. Everybody I've ever known that that has had it has like either given it or sold it to other people. So because I don't know. I think it was like big in the the nineties and early two thousands, and like when everybody was on a kick of ADD and. ADHD and everybody having it and whatnot and these kids would get this medicine and they wouldn't want to self-medicate so they would sell it because you, because people so it calms down the people with like ADD and ADHD but if you don't have those issues it like makes you super focused mm-hmm. so people would take it and snort it and stuff and then like do papers in college right. yeah no I sell it all the way through school yeah I think it's dumb I think you're dumb if you've ever done that yeah um why cheat? I don't know. Like, so I still understand. I just have never understood the appeal of drugs in general. Like, okay, it makes you focus, but you know what else makes you focus? Focus. Yeah. Like, just you know, buckling down and being an adult. Yeah. So I like I, I think drugs are interesting because of the effect that they have on your brain. They're definitely interesting. It's just I don't understand why people take them. Well, I mean, if you're addicted to it, then... no. Well, not I, obviously. I understand that side, but I mean, like, oh yeah, when people casually take like Adderall to like do better in school because yeah. they feel the the pressure of schools. So it's like, all right, cry me a friggin' river, like. Well, and to take it to doesn't an extreme, everyone feel those pressures? Like, no, get over of course. it. Well, and to take it to an extreme, like, what makes you the first time be like, oh yeah, this needle of heroin, this is a good idea. Well, I, I'm pretty sure heroin. It was one of the most addictive. That was like it a is. bad example for you, I guess, because it was. The, it's like one of the most addictive things. So like, you do it once, and like, you, you probably do feel like you need to do it again. Right? Or like meth. Like, why are you? Do, why are you doing that? Not even once. Have you seen what people <laughs> look like when they do that? I feel like these kind of things are like where you're just you're super bored, and so I think that the issue is like. People get really bored and it's just a quick thought in their head and if they act on it, they act on it. You know, it's not like you're thinking about it for days like, shit, I really want to try meth. Is today going to be the day? It's almost like a crime of passion. You know, like, that's why they want to, like, get kids off the streets because I feel like, you know, you're bored enough and, like, F it. Why not just try it? It's there. Like, kids are curious. It happens. Kids are idiots. Kids are idiots. And why do people do bath salts? Like, that shit makes you eat people's faces off. Yeah, I don't why know. Why are you doing that? Like, in what world is that a good idea? It's not. And why are people doing that stuff that's super strong, like, super strong heroin that basically, it will kill you. Like, it's not yeah, even, like... There's not... You don't have a chance to... I can't even think of the name of it right now. Do you, can you remember? No. Um, no, I can't even think of the name. But it's, like... A hundred times stronger than heroin. I was reading an article about it because I'm obsessed with, like, drugs and stuff, but, like... Mm. Um, Do you want to reword that? I'm, I'm obsessed kidding. with how drugs interact with your brain and body. Good, good. Um, and I I always have been because of, like... Well, because you're interested in the human mind. Yeah, I love the brain. I have mm. a whole book about the brain. It's giant. Um, this drug, the one that's, like, heroin but stronger, is... It doesn't, it interacts with each person differently because the way the receptors work in your brain, um, it will take, it's like a hundred times more potent. So like you don't know when you're going to overdose on this stuff because you can't gauge it. It could be like the tiniest amount more, like smaller than you can actually measure um, to take. So, you know, somebody may take a, 
I don't know how much you would take on that. Um, somebody takes a hit of it, <laughs> like a little tiny hit of it, and say you go to take the same hit and you die and they don't. And that's just because your body isn't, it, it, it's the receptors in your brain aren't the same as the receptors in the other people's brain. And it doesn't matter if they've been doing heroin or it doesn't even matter if you've been doing heroin for 20 years and that was their first time. Like they, they may have survived and you may not. Like that's just, you're literally playing Russian roulette. Yeah. And it they, people take it because it's cheaper than heroin and, um, and it's stronger. So that's what people want, stronger and cheaper. So and you know what? Let them do that because natural selection will get them. And that's really sad. And like I you know what, people people that I may know may die from stuff like that, like eventually, I don't know, but like that sucks, but whose fault is that? <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't know. I it's it's just sad. It's sad to see people get involved in drugs and you know, and the boredom thing is interesting, too, because there was a, like, when I lived in Arkansas, for instance, there was, like, a big meth problem, like, you'd hear on the news all the time that they'd find a lot of meth labs or people would, you know, just be meth addicts, you know? Yeah. And it's just, like, because they're bored, because there's nothing to do because you live in the middle of nowhere, but, like, that's what you choose to do. Dude. Think of all the things in the world that there are to do, you choose meth. The middle of nowhere, like, Kansas and... Like, there's, like, why do we even have people in the middle of our country? Because there's nothing out there. There's nothing for you to do. I'll even say... How do people even have jobs? I don't even know what the I'll hell there is to do out there. I'll even say drive through, like, really, like, getting out into the more, like, rural... Of Pennsylvania. Still semi-suburban. I was going to say, even here where we live. There's still... Oh, like, yeah. Even Connecticut. Yeah. You go up, like, northwest, even northeast. Right. Like and it's, you're like, what do these people do? Right. How do you live here? What is your job? They may and people are probably like out out of the state of Connecticut are probably like what like what are you talking about? There's no woods or whatever because literally all you're shown in the media and whatever where whatever you hear about Connecticut is always like the shore and you, the cities. You know it's interesting you say that, but you I disagree because being not from Connecticut and living all around the world and hearing about Connecticut, that's not what people think. What do you hear then? Because that's what I've been told that people hear. Is like, you hear about like Fairfield and how rich everybody is. I think maybe that's like in the like New York or whatever, because it's that's basically an extension of New York. But like, right, but that's what people think. They think like, right. we're as rich as when New York. When people think, no, 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 no. When people think of Connecticut in other parts of the country, at least in my experience, it is the like, beautiful kind of place people go to for weekend getaways or whatever like connecticut rhode island or the same thing but basically. if you're like super rich right no 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 it's never Why been about that get all mad? <laughs> i'm not getting mad i'm just saying i think it's interesting because like your friends have always said that too yeah like oh i'm, I'm just i'm just talking i just think it's interesting because people you know like get worked up and they're like oh people think that we're like all from fairfield county that's not at all ever been the picture of Connecticut that I've experienced. Well, that's, I think, and that's why you probably want to stay in Connecticut, because you know how great Connecticut is. Not that this yeah. is a plug for Connecticut, but like... I also think it's interesting how much people don't like it. Right. Like, have they been it, anywhere else? But that's the thing. I don't think they've been anywhere else. And if they have, they've been to like, I guess the best places in the world, because I hate, I, I hate it when people I know are like, oh, I can't wait to get out of Connecticut, or like, I'm... I get it. Like, Connecticut's not great for taxes and, like, job growth in some areas and stuff like that because our governor blows and, like, everything costs a lot. And I understand that. It's But 
every you know it's it's about more than money you know like my love for connecticut isn't about how much i'm gonna make here it's because everything's accessible and if i want to go to a mountain i can either go to massachusetts the top of connecticut i could go to new york i could go to vermont like everything's very close um if i want to experience the beach i go right down the road if i want to experience the city the city there's no deserts unfortunately but like we're getting most of the what do you call it like different types of areas i get um like scenic uh, i don't know i could i can't think of like different types of nature yeah <laughs> no and there's i mean there are plenty of wonderful beautiful places to live but it makes me actually makes me really angry because i've lived i've lived all over and people are like oh i hate connecticut there's nothing to do here are you kidding Right, you Are want you nothing to do? You go to Kansas. Kidding? Go to the middle of Pennsylvania, even. That's not even that far. Nothing to do. Even like it's just general, like you know, cities. Yank and my there's, chain. There's like suburban areas outside of cities, or whatever. There's nothing. It's not like this. It's no. not. You know, I don't know. I just think it's remarkable because people are like, "Oh, I hate it. There's nothing. This sucks. This is the worst place ever." Like what yeah no go see other places and there are beautiful places you can live there are wonderful places i i know i would be happy living like all that stuff but that doesn't mean that i'm gonna sit around and be like connecticut sucks like there are things that suck about connecticut like traffic yeah right there's obviously with anything any state even the state that you think is the best state ever there's gonna be improvements best country ever there's got to be improvements like nothing's perfect Mm -hmm. No, it's not perfect in Connecticut, but I think it's a great state. We have a lot going for us. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's cool. we're revolutionary. Um, Still revolutionary. That's like our. That's like our tagline. Oh, did not know. <laughs> there's like a Connecticut website, and it's like all revamped and everything, and it like there's like an American flag, and it's like still revolutionary. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so I have the, these notes that I saved for a rainy day such as this mm. when we don't have anything else to talk about because I guess our lives are really boring this week and nothing happened. And I think they're just like busy and we're tired and the stuff that has happened has yeah, all been the same. I don't want to complain because I know people get up really early and like my getting up early isn't the same as other people's getting up early but I had to get up this morning at 5.15 to go to get into work for 7.30 to go to help out with the training. And like, you know, it's my life. I can, I'm allowed to be tired at 5.15. And not only that, like, there's different between, there's a difference between if I were to get up at 5.15 and go into work at like six or what I'm doing and it, it's two hours before I actually get into work. Like that is a, I'm not driving, so I'm grateful for that, but that is a rough two hours to just like, you're, you're just not even working. You're, you're getting up. And so, like, it's, like, the mentality of, like, you know, I just got up at 5.15, but I'm not even going to be at work until 7.30. It kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. It's tiring. It's exhausting. So, like, whenever anybody ever says, like, well, I got up at, like, 5 or 4.40, it's, like, I don't don't care. Like, that's good for you. I'm glad that you're able to do such things. I can't do it. Yeah. It's hard. I'm not, like... I feel like in time I could get used to it, but when it's a casual thing, like, oh, today you had to get up at 5.15, like that... Right. That also messes up my schedule so say you've been getting up at five o'clock for you know god knows how long two three years like obviously it's gonna it's gonna be easier at that point your body is used to it right you're naturally more inclined to wake up at that time i don't make fun of people who getting up at nine o'clock in the morning when i get up at six thirty regularly you know like i don't oh, that care that sounds awesome like That's, good for them <laughs> i don't honestly i don't even think i could sleep until nine o'clock anymore 
No. I don't want to. Thinking back, we're to- doing so much. I could get so much done in the morning. I know. Thinking back to when we were like teenagers and I would sleep until like 11. I would never sleep that long. That- I slept so late. Everybody, I- I'm so weird because everybody I know was like that. Like I only, I'm not like this isn't me bragging or anything because I don't do that. I don't brag about things. I'm just, right. I, I've never, I think I can count on both my hands how many times that I've woken up past 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. First of all, because, you know, like, you know how I'll get up without an alarm? Yeah. My body, I've researched this. It's because people who, so people who can wake up without uh, an alarm, you have uh, a stress hormone in your body that naturally allows you to wake up because technically, like, you're stressed out all night and your body knows you're going to have to get up. So it's almost like an internal clock. That's where that, you know, your internal clock clock Mm -hmm. comes from. So, like, when I had to get up for school at 6.30, granted, I was grumpy. And I hated when my mom woke me up, but like, it made it conditioned me to like know that I had to be up at that time, and like so, I was I've been getting up at six thirty like basically most of my adult life, mm-hmm. and so on the weekend I would try to sleep a little more because I would I would want to sleep a little more, and I would get up at like eight, right. and that was that was like late, you know, and then I would yeah. get up and I would like hang out downstairs and just watch TV for a little while and. What did you do? Like, well, what? I mean, I just remember, so my dad has woken up early for literally his entire adult life. So he still to this day, like Saturdays, Sundays, he'll wake up 6.37. Yeah, I'll, I know. You know, I'll go to, when we go over your house and I'll sleep over and it's like, I'll, I'll get up at 6.30 or whatever and I'll just go walk downstairs and he's like outside reading the paper. Yeah. Which is really nice. Like, I would love to do yeah, that Yeah, no, day. and that's the thing is it's also like his, kind of like his personal time to, you know, just have some time to himself and just relax and, you know, that's that's cool. I think that's awesome. I think that's important for people to, to take time for themselves. Yeah. I encourage everybody to do that. I was just looking at a book. Actually, I put it on my Christmas list, uh, Lil. Okay. Uh, it's called how to I, I might pronounce this wrong okay. how to um who huga it's pronounced h or i mean spelled h-y-g-g-e and it's uh living like the swedish life mm. and uh that's cool ever I, I believe it's like huga or something like that please let me know if i'm wrong um but it's all about like you know uh, work-life balance and um, exercising but not going to a gym because like you know spend time in nature because that's what really matters mm-hmm. and then not even exercising but like just sitting in nature and like taking it in and so I want to I want to get that book and like read up on that and, and live my life that way because it sounds something that I align myself towards is like that's how I've always thought but I'd like to get perspective on it and, sure. and see how to um how to do something like that well i just think it's interesting because i remember being a teenager my you know my dad would get up really early and here my mom would come wake me up and they'd have to wake me up multiple times because i'd say i was up and then like you still you're still like that not when i have to go to work i get up no no i know but But on on the weekends oh it's you're a bear but even then even then kyle i get up What's the latest I get up on the weekends? Like eight thirty? Because I literally jump I know, on you. I know, and it's fine, and I do it, and I get up. And yeah. That's not the point. The point is that I Don't remember. You shut me down. I'm going to. I remember being like, you know, a teenager and and sleeping early. My dad would come in. He'd be like, "It is 
10 30 in the morning it's 11 o'clock in the morning you are wasting your life away and you probably thought no i'm not and i'd be like settle down let me go listen to my my chemical romance like, settle down it's gonna be fine and it's just like now 11 30 is like halfway through my work day <laughs> like i like, literally ate lunch today at 11 30 oh my god oh my god because i had to take somebody was there was a new hire and um I, you know, like last minute changes to some scheduling. I had to take uh, this new hire for a little while and she wanted to get lunch at 1130 and I'm not going to say no because I'm a gracious host and, you know, she's she's the guest for the day. So I'm going to go down to lunch with her. But it was 1130 and that's so early for me. Like I, I usually eat like 1230, 1 o'clock because then the rest of the day goes by quicker, you know, like that's logic. Yeah. <laughs> like why would you? I get mad at myself when I'm hungry early. Yeah, me too. That's why I try to eat, like, some fruit. I'll try to space it out. Like, I'll have my, you know, I'll have breakfast, and then I get to work, and I'll I'll drink some water, and then I'll, I'll eat some fruit in between, like, the breakfast and the lunch, and then I'll eat lunch, and then I'll have, like, my chips and my hummus, mm-hmm. and I'll come home and have some dinner. I do the same thing. Yeah, you got to. You, you got to, like, space it out so that you're not too hungry at a certain time. You'll be so proud of me. They, somebody brought cookies into work today. Yeah. And I didn't eat one. High five. Nice. Cause my nat- That's self-control. My natural tendency is to be like, I can have a piece. Oh, another part of that. Huga, or however it's said. H-Y-G-G-E. Uh, Swedish life living. Nordic mm-hmm. living. I think it is, actually. Uh, another part of that is to, like, you know, like, indulge in what you like and don't feel guilty about it. So in moderation. I could have had a cookie. Right, in moderation. <laughs> like, like, I got that cannoli today. And, you know, I had two bites of it because I really right. want a cannoli. But I'm not going to, like, stuff my face with the whole cannoli. Right. It's not, you know, you're not you're not living a fulfilled life. And you're not going to be happy if you're, like, controlling everything you eat just to, like, mm-hmm. look a certain way or whatever. Because you're never right. going to be satisfied. You're right. Um, I see it with my friends. Not that they're doing anything wrong, per se. But, like... They work very hard to look a certain way, and when they do look that way, they're gonna they're they're, they're gonna find something else that they want to change. And so, like I've been trying to live more content with my the way I look. It's very difficult mm-hmm. um, because, like as you know, I'm sure it's like society puts on you, like oh you should look a certain way and yada yada. So like everybody struggles with that. I mean, and, and it's especially because I grew up as like a chubbier kid and like I got picked on and stuff, and yeah. it it happens. Like you you grow up and it happens and you get over it and like I'm over that. But it's like you know somewhere in my brain still tells me like I have to look a certain way, even though I don't have to, and I shouldn't be shamed for that. And no one no one else should be shamed for those reasons either. You know. Right. It's sad that people still do that because people get power trips or whatever. Is there anybody in this world who like wasn't picked on as a kid? I don't or know. Isn't that's what I now. I wonder that all the time because there were like people in high school who were and that's cool what, or whatever. But but they must have been picked on for something. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, if only everybody admitted to everyone else that yeah, I got picked on for this, and yeah, I'm not as great in this area, or like you know, I, I'm I'm flawed this way, like. Maybe we would all just be okay with that because not everyone's... Why would you want... Why does everybody want everybody to be the same? Why do you want everybody to conform to a certain thing? Why does everybody have to, like, knock each other down? It's awful. I see it at work. I see it... I saw it at school. I, you know, I in see the it in wise just regular word, society. Yeah. In the wise words of Bones from 
Pit Stop Cafe, why can't we all just get along? Exactly. Bones. Dude is a, a monster at pool. This guy... I've only met this guy like once or twice before when I go to play pool with a couple buddies down at this bar. And he... I was talking to him the other night when I, when I saw him and he's just like... You, he he messes up on purpose when he's playing people because he wants to be beaten so badly because he's so good. He's been playing for years. He just He's so good that he's like, I want people to beat me. And he says it in such a humbling way. He's like, he's like you know, it's almost like he wants a challenge, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody ever watches, like, Dragon Ball Z or anything, but, like, in a... If anybody was a bit, is a big fan of Dragon Ball Z and they saw the... The new movie, um, not the new one, the one before that with the, God, I can't, Beerus, the cat, the the god, um, Super Saiyan god thing, that movie. Uh, you know, Beerus, he fights Goku, and I swear this is going to come to an actual, like, point where, like, you're going to get, there's morals, but, like, <laughs> where there's a moral to it. But, so he fights Goku, and, uh, you know, Goku tries to show him his, his, top strength or whatever he tries to go super saiyan god and you know he gets really powerful and and he's fighting beerus and it looks like beerus is kind of like getting hurt a little bit or like you know getting tired but this dude's just playing him this whole time because he like wants goku to strive for to be better and like he wants him to he wants somebody to be to beat him because it can't be easy being the best at something because you literally have no competition like why would you want to be so great that no one can challenge you you know? Yeah. Something to... You learn something from cartoons, you know? You can. Yeah. You can, for sure. If you know what to look for, you can learn something from everything. Or when you, like, re-watch them later on, and you realize all the things that you didn't notice as a kid. All the dirty jokes? Basically. I think I noticed them, I think I I noticed them as mean... kids. Or as a kid. I think maybe because... Not, not every show. I'm saying Dragon Ball Z specifically, because, mm-hmm. like, uh... The old man, Mr. Kami, I believe his I name is. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he always makes, like, perverted jokes at, like, Bulma and them. And so, like, it, it was really blatant. So, I think I got it as a okay. kid. Well, but, I, I would have been oblivious to it. But I think there's also, like, you know, there's just general adult humor in a lot of cartoons. Yeah. My pop was even saying last night that in Secret Life of Pets, they had, like, some adult jokes that, you know, would go over kids' heads, obviously. Yeah. But... I just think, like, why, why put that but in there? I, I don't get it. I actually think that's really clever, and I think it's important, because if you think about it, those things are being watched by parents who are, you know, just like, sitting there with their kids. Struggling. Struggle struggling, city. Struggling. And then, you know, there's some sort of, like, funny political humor or whatever, and then they're, you know... Got like, political. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. It keeps their interest, too. Yeah. And the kids don't notice. And if there is, like, an inappropriate joke, if that's the adult humor that's there, you know, like, it's it's not, it's innocent enough that it's not a concern. Yeah. So, I always thought that was kind of cool, because you, when I think about, when you think about kids' movies, it's not just kids watching them, it's parents sitting there with the kids, and they need, they need something to watch, too. Yeah. But... Hey, look at that. We made it a half hour. I mean, we didn't even go into your... I didn't even go into my... It's only one thing. Oh, well. But we didn't even have to go into it because... Save it for another day. Look at that. Another rainy day. (laughs) I hope we never have to use it. That's, you know, like when you go to the doctor Mm -hmm. and you... It's it's so funny and you hear it every time you go to like a hospital or something and they're really nice to you. They have the best bedside manner and 
you're, you think you're like friends with them and then like you go to leave and they're like, hey, I hope I never have to see you again. Mm-hmm. And like, you, it's true, but it's also kind of sad because it's like, yeah, you really yeah. don't ever want to see those people again, even though you're like really cool like with them. Person, yeah. yeah. It's so sad. Well. I think I struggle with <laughs> ending these shows because I don't know how to end things. What do you do? You just say, like, thank you for your time. Well, no, I always say, you know, like, thank you guys for listening. You say your weird, frosty garbage. Whoa, whoa. You're supposed to support me. They they can't know that you don't like these things. I support you in most things. They can't know that because then it's like, now they're not, you know, you have to sell it for people to believe it. I am sorry. You can't take it back. I'm not going to edit that out. That takes too much time. All right, well, it's for sale. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're in you know almost thirty-three minutes, so. So you just say like. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. I appreciate it. I know it's only you know maybe ten to sixteen people who listen, but you're in my heart, um, and that's all that matters because. That's all that matters, just your heart. Just and 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 Lily's heart. Thank you. There it is. You're in the the host's heart, and hey, if anybody uh wants to listen to a music podcast uh i'm gonna throw a plug in there for my music podcast because it first of all it's called crank it to 11 uh spelled out 11 not the number um and it has nothing to do with stranger things but it's it's like a 15 minute podcast each week we have i've had two episodes already and uh i go in and i just break down uh a new song a newly released song or whatever and just kind of like go through it go through the band and there's no like gimmicks there's no antics between another host and myself and it's just straight up like talking about music because i found that with other music podcasts you just kind of get nonsense it'll be like people talking for an hour and it's like oh i just wanted to like you know i i want something like what spotify has like a daily mix but like not but it, like in a podcast form, like, you know, tell me why this song is new and cool and like what, what it's about and stuff. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. Crank it to 11. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm, you know, it took me forever to end this episode. It's been like five minutes since the end of this episode. So, uh, thanks again for listening. And Lil, how about you end it? Stay safe. And stay frosty. <laughs>